<laughs> Guess what, y'all? Oh my gosh, I miss you all so much. Hey, we back at it? Oh my God, I miss you. I feel like we've been gone for like months. No, you've been going for months. Yeah, <clears throat> I got so much to tell y'all. Oh my God. He, he might as well. It was all his fault, y'all. Child. So, um, we gonna mm-hmm. chalk it up to me. I'm going to take responsibility. Well, we got to start at the beginning where, where we left off with mm-hmm. our last episode. Not the impromptu. Oh, we got to talk about that impromptu episode as well. But how was your birthday? Y'all, I, happy birthday to, to me. You. I turned 38. Oh, bitch. <laughs> My birthday was amazing, y'all. Um. I went on a cruise to Mexico with me and a few of my friends. You're not his friend. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was amazing. I got to be on a good carnival ship. The people celebrated me left and right as soon as I walked on the door. Uh, walked in the door with my good birthday t-shirt on. He had his titties out. Yes. Uh, the whole time I was trying to get taken. I'm talking titties out. Trying y'all. to get taken. What you will, what you will know is at 38, I look better than some of these 26 year olds. So I'm trying to get taken. Mm. Hear me when I say it. Listen, <laughs> with that said, allow me to welcome you to another edition of Weekday Unwind. Doing it like only we can. I'm your boy Diamond Keyson, and and I am Dedrick D with a capital T, Human Resource. And as always, let's get into our week of 9 to 5 lies, tries, and alibis. I don't, let me tell you all, I don't have a format for this episode. Baby, we got so much catching up to do with the Nego format. That was my (laughs) Y'all finna be engulfed. (laughs) Okay, so where do you want to start? Oh my God, let's start. Let me continuation of my birthday because I got, I came back. So we on a cruise. (laughs) Yes. Went to Mexico, had a good time at the bar round two. Uh, <laughs> got back from Mexico. My birthday was, I came back on my birthday. Okay. Quit my job two weeks, or two days later. Hello. Hey. So, yes, y'all, some lot, a lot of changes happened. Um, yes, I, I'm so excited. I'm in, a, I'm in an amazing place. Um, I, I have had some challenges, but nothing that I can't get through, nothing I've not seen before that I know how to get around. But right. overall. Um, it was an amazing 38th birthday. Came mm. back, went and <laughs> turned around. Y'all went on another cruise. Literally. I said, forget it, honey. Since literally, I my y'all. Job, I might as well go on another cruise. Why I need, not? I need y'all to understand, though. When I say literally, came back, got food poisoning. Did. <laughs> and they thought they was trying to blame it on Mexico. <laughs> Listen, got food poisoning, was down for a couple days, bounced back, and literally, like, two days later, was on a... No, no. It was drove a week later. First. I drove down to Orlando. Shopping on... <laughs> shopping on Rodeo Drive. <laughs> when I tell <laughs> you this shop down. Down. And then, blink, and then it's on a cruise again. It did. Let me tell y'all something. I came back up on the rebound from my little... Uh, <laughs> My little spout with uh with food poisoning, which did not happen in Mexico, by the way. And I said, fuck this. Like, I ain't got to go to work nowhere. Might as well go on another cruise. I got a little money in the bank. So where did so that cruise take you? I went to Nassau, Bahamas. Come on, Bahamas. With your own personal tour guide. I sure did. A good friend of mine recommended his sister. She picked me up on hey, after sister. the bar. And we rolled around, went to the little spots in Nassau. Shout out to Gwen. Hey, Gwen. So what did you like more, Mexico or Nassau? Uh, Mexico. Because Not sure why. why. You don't know. What? what? 
So I'll tell you this. So the 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 excursion. So when we we went to Mexico. We went on an excursion. We went okay. tequila tasting, ATV riding, and then we mm. ate, and then they put us back on the boat. So literally, we was gone all day. So okay. we didn't get to really see any any of Mexico. It was mostly just the excursion, right. which you already know. When I see an ATV somewhere, honey, that's the first thing I'm jumping. Now, on. like, were these excursions that y'all planned, or were like they part of the tour? But like, how did that so work? So I actually. Booked it before it was outside of Carnival. Okay. So you know, Carnival offers um, tours. Shout out to my uh, to my Carnival lady, Susan Carbone. Hey, Susan uh, Carbone. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but um, but they offer tours, and they and they're ridiculously overpriced. So okay. I actually found a tour outside of the um, outside of Carnival, and oh. it was a hell of a lot cheaper. Okay. And so it, I mean, it was a great. I had a good time. It was thirteen of us that went wow. on that excursion. We met a couple ladies on the ship that came oh, with us, which wow. were super okay. cool. They both were, uh, live in DC. Um, but um, it it started off a little shaky, folks. Mm. And I I didn't communicated three thousand times with everything that we needed. Sure, be damn. My name is Dedrick. Get off the boat, and everybody forgot. So, of um, but it ended great. Um, it there was a little bit of shakiness in terms of time. With the boat almost left us, we had about three minutes to get to the boat. Oh we was running God. through like uh, I, I can't even figure out a movie reference. We, the people was on the side Home of alone. the boat. Honey, the people, when they drive, the, oh yeah, through the airport. Okay, <laughs> listen, baby, the people was on the side of the boat talking about, come on, they about to leave y'all. Oh wow, <laughs> they had called our names on the boat and everything. Shut up. <laughs> But yeah, but but not but that catch roll this. call. Catch this. I was the only person that had my passport with me. So if they left I asked, I was getting back to the US. I didn't have to go to the embassy. Oh, you was gonna fly. Oh baby, I was hitting the first thing off smoking about you it. Are annoying. <laughs> so annoying. But well, okay, so Mexico was a better experience overall. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Nassau before. Um I will say that Gwen was an amazing tour guide. She took me to a little spots to go eat, mm. went to a little hookah bar. And you know, over there being LGBT. It, yeah. it it's it's highly highly um I'm gonna say highly restricted but you get killed right yeah um and from what they said over there that you know it's gotten a lot better um but you know they still kind of have their little secret society right and stuff. you and still I, can't be gay in public yeah and I still and I get it I understand so you know we it was so crazy it was a situation we was walking into the hookah bar which okay. was owned by one of the guys that she knew because they hang out over there all the time and so they were having a ban- little friendly banter back and forth. And so he was like, yeah, he ain't gay. He ain't gay. And I was like, yeah, you right. Because I wasn't trying to start no shit. Right. I wasn't trying to start. Z- oh, okay. If that's what y'all want to go with, yeah, we're going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But it's so just. you took a trip to Oppression. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. With beautiful beaches. <laughs> right. And pretty water. Right. Like wow. Yes. Uh, but I ate good. And I drank good. Yeah, I've seen I the videos and the good. pictures. Mm. It, you. My birthday and this whole situation has happened over the last month as it relates to just my life in general just showed me that I'm not doing enough. Mm. Um, I, I made a post the other day that said, you know, there was a time in my life I couldn't. Ooh. And Oh, come on. And I've worked my ass off. I have been I've been talked about. I have been mm. used and abused, mm-hmm. uh, taken advantage of, all that good shit. And the Lord has seen me through mm. it all, allowed me to make some decisions in my life. Some good, some not. You know, not good. But, I mean, I learned a lesson from them. Right. But at the end of the day, is I'm in a place and space in my life, thank God, where I can. Right. And right. so I'm I'm going to start to utilize the I can even more mm. because I can. There were oh, times I this episode is right. called I Can. Listen, there were times I couldn't buy meals for my friends. I went to Charlotte last week and I said, order whatever y'all want. Ooh, come on, order what you want. I mean, 
at the end of the day, I, I couldn't do that before. Right. And not to say that I that I and I've not done anything illegal. I just worked my ass off, Absolutely. and I still go to work every day to work my ass off for what I do. But I also I like certain shit. So if I want certain shit to be a certain way, you do. I'm going to reward the people that are closest around me when we around. Hell, I buy food for my house every week on Fridays for everybody Hello, to come over here and free eat. Night. There was a time I couldn't do that. Byob. B-Y-O-E. Hello. Uh, so I'm just I'm just in a great space in terms of just how I want to move my life forward. Everything is not perfect. That would be crazy. Um, but it's definitely not where it was okay. um, and where it was years ago and, hell, months ago. Mm. So, yeah. So shout out to turning 38 and seeing what all experiences yeah, that it brings. Hopefully it brings me a love interest. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm not. We're gonna hold let's let's hold on to that because Child, I know I had a question. I wanna apologize to you. For what? You know this is Friday. rare, so embrace yourself, y'all. Or brace yourself rather. Friday I was speaking with someone that I want you with. And during that conversation, I had to come to the realization that as well as I think I know you, as well as my intentions are for you, right, you know you best. Oh, yes. And you know your personal dealings with people better mm-hmm. than I do. You know, I'm not there mm-hmm. for everything. I don't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. And in my conversation with this individual who I love, who you know I love, right? Absolutely. I said, I owe Daddy Dad, child to Monique. <laughs> <laughs> I owe the... Daddy an apology. Because what I realized is that I get it. I, I fucking, and that's sad because I did not want to admit it, bitch. Baby. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. But it fucked me up because from a fundamental level. It makes sense. I said it's always the smallest shit that fuck it up. The littlest shit. This is how little it was. I was like, so so when you moving in? And she was like, I'm not. I said, why not? She said, I don't like the house. I get. Pardon me. And just for me, and you know I'm big on this. You know I'm big on I'm single because, bitch, I'm not fucking compromising, right? Right. right. So I was like. That's right. I was like, ooh, is that what I be sounding like? <laughs> like, bitch. But I, I, you know, for me, I'm not compromising me. I'm just an evil bitch, right? So whatever, right? But when it comes to you, I'm just like, well, wait. It wasn't what was said. Like, okay, I get it, bitch. Not everybody likes everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It was the how. It was. It was the audacity. <laughs> you know, yes, I, the audacity. It was the, it would behoove you. And mind y'all not, I was not there for this conversation. At all. And um, I said, why? You know, some things were pointed out. I'm like, okay, you know, like, I can't be mad at that. Like, you know, that's how you feel, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, like, the fact that it was said how it was said is what threw me. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, I was explaining to them that we had had a conversation a couple nights prior. Right. And they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And I said, so here we go. I said, because had you would have, 
conversation would have taken place because I set the tone, right? Yep. So, we're, you know, we're just talking, we're kicking it, and then we're all around the table. So, so Daddy Day had a friend night, but the friend night was segregated at first for a little bit, right? Because you had the outside click and the inside click, right? Everybody was, and it, it wasn't planned, you know, just, it just, it happened like that for a reason, but it, y'all know God, don't make no mistakes, hallelujah. That's so, right. I'm like, ugh, I don't, Oh, So yes, I owe you an apology, I'm sorry. And though I do still want you <laughs> with this individual, I understand your standpoint on this individual. Now, what happened after I left? Because I know she stayed over, but she told me ain't no conversation take place. Because they went to sleep. No, no, no. To be fair, she said you didn't come to sleep until 2 in the morning. I had to entertain my guests. First of all, they had to go. We're having a 10 o'clock curfew. Child. The hell, didn't nobody get to 10. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. But anyways, I was wondering, um, with being 38, you know, it's been no secret. You're open to a relationship. You are ready for love. Child, not NDA. I agree. I, I don't know, like. Do you feel you're ready to settle down more because of the biological addition of another year? They can't hear your head shaking. That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this. Um, mentally, mm. let me back up. Okay. Back up. Okay. So here's the thing. Oh, shit. There are, there are individuals okay. in my life that I have seen and I have allowed to intersect my mind mm-hmm. in a way that's made shit the way that I think in terms of a relationship very skewed. Okay. Um, because it was the fact that I wanted them. Mm. Um, and I see, and I made a post about this the other day, kind of uh, just, oh, not the other day, maybe the other week. Just like, you'll... Treat a nigga on the street. Mm, you sure did. Better. I remember this post. I remember this post. Then you'll treat the person in your life that really wants to treat you the way that you should be treated <laughs> and allow us to be treated alike together. So I say that mm. to say, like, my perspective has changed, like, oh. dramatically as it relates to how I pursue a relationship because I feel like mentally I've been dogged. And for what? I'm not the ugliest person walking around here. I mean, I may not be the sexiest, but look, (laughs) let's talk about it. Um, But I know what I deserve. Right. And what I'm getting and what I've had Mm. has been me settling in a way because I I felt good in that moment. That person made me feel good in the moment. What we did, whether it was sexually or whether it was just spending time, they made me feel good in that moment. But it's, it's, it's got to be more than that. And I'll give you an example of okay, that. Okay, come on. So, I, I, I met someone. Uh, I'm sorry. And <laughs> wait, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna go into. I need to give this example. I'm not going into specifics okay. about it. But the sheer small thing of, hey, what's your schedule like this week? Mm. What are you doing? This person don't even live in Atlanta. Mm. Mm. but the the sheer fact that you thought enough 
to ask me because what what you paid attention to was the fact that I like words of affirmation. Okay. I like acts of service and okay. I like quality time. So you paid attention to that, and that's very small, right? But it means a lot. It, it's to big, me right? Because, it's small, but it's big, right? Because of how my world, uh, my world moves, right? So it, I couldn't get that from either one of them, mm. but from from anybody else, right? But guess what I could give when All you posted right. that you were sick? Are you okay? Which Do you need, need something? Right. You at home? I can send you something. Or you know what? Well, I really ain't got it like that. That's okay. I didn't ask you that. If we're going to go, I'm a, I asked you to go. Right. Think it was ever reciprocated? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why should I give, why should I make myself feel dummy down, whatever it is you want to say, any kind of way or worse for somebody that wouldn't give two motherfucking nickels for me? Right. Much less give a damn about me mentally. Yeah. So there you have it. <laughs> Now, can we talk about how you just want to throw this on me and you ain't... We'll talk about that later. Now, I need y'all to understand, this ain't no fake shit. This bit ain't tell me nothing near nutter. Zero. Okay, so I well, I met somebody. And? And... Oh, my gosh, I don't know what to say this. Yes, you <laughs> bet. You better <laughs> touch a four-leaf I've had to come to the realization that I don't know how to be courted or to court. And that makes sense. Friend to friend. I believe that. So, do you remember a few episodes ago, I asked you about Hinge. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. Hinge yep. isn't the typical, like, it's, it's yeah. different, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I had... You, you know my schedule's all over the place. So yeah. I, just, I haven't logged in. So when I went to log in, I hadn't logged in in so long that it had signed me all the way out, right? Child. So, <laughs> it sent me a threat every other day. <laughs> so I signed back in. I had some messages. I'm going through them. So this one particular message was like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm rating you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read their profile. Profile was cool. They're older. Holy oh, shit. Like, they, they older than my mother. But anyways, um... <laughs> That's you know, okay. So I'm sure. like, all right, you know, you know, just a normal conversation. Yeah. But, um, their profile says, like, you know, hey, I'm not really a texter. I'm more of a conversation. Uh-huh. Now, hold on, bitch. Now, now listen. You know I would text down, down. all day. All damn but day long. Conversation. I don't know. It's like I'm not there. But I noticed that just the simple, you know, I think, I think we can all agree when you're, in the saying hello phase is what I call it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can't even say, hello. you can't say getting to know because you don't know if you even want to know the person yet. You're just like in that hello phase. Like, yeah, I don't know how to conduct the hello phase because I'm so used to. Ratchet Annie. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I mean, that's you want to put it. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah, so I'm like, oh. Fuck, like, and I all this starts with the realization that I don't know how to court. But the thing courted. is, is that what where where I think that you're missing the mark is, is that you may think that, but you have to stop and sit back and look how you probe other people that's around you, even when you don't think that you're doing that. You're right. So when it comes to having a conversation with somebody, a simple hello can open up a world. For you, just right. in general. So right. what makes this different? It's an individual that expressed an interest. Is what makes it different. However, but 
that's no different than asking a general question as if you're interviewing. Let me not let me let me exclude the word interviewing, okay. but asking a question as if you're having a normal normal conversation, like we sat around and had, like when we did the episode with us just having general conversation Shout about out to the crew. Yeah, so I think it's because you you've dealt with a lot of the fact that in your mind. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to go blah, blah, blah. Fuck nigga, blah, blah, blah. Right. All that good shit. But the reality of it is, is that there's also a piece in the back of your head that, I, that I'm hoping that you realize sooner than later that says that you need to have somebody. You deserve you to have somebody. It's okay to have conversations. It's oh fucking okay to get your heart broke too in the process. Mm. That's what we really need to understand because that helps us grow. I'm right, Whitney Heartbreak Hotel. Listen, this is the Heartbreak Hotel. Whoa, whoa. Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, we ain't about to. I gotta go pay some bills. We're gonna finish this conversation. We'll be right back. Be y'all back, know y'all. what it is. Weekday Unwind. It's your homegirl, Toya T, and you're tuned in to the Weekday Unwind with Diamond Kisan and Dedrick. Make sure you tap in every week as they keep it all the way real and help you unwind from the weekday. It's real talk in real time with real friends. Back at it. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Weekday Unwind. So, Dedrick, the human resource. I have a question for you. So, you walked into 38 back-to-back cruises, right? So I know your personal life was popping. Now you told us my lip gloss was too. Hey, <laughs> you told us a little while ago that you had quit your job. So yeah. now I know that you're employed. Yeah. They don't know, but I'm telling them you're employed. Yeah. So that means that you walked into something new. I did. Now they was there with us as we was coming to the end. Yeah. Of the other transition, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. We're, we're done with that. What have we walked into? I have walked into what I feel like is an amazingly challenging experience. Mm. And what Dedrick loves, if anybody doesn't know, is I love a good challenge. Yes, you do. Um, I walked in, walked into a different industry, still in the same area. I'm still getting to do what I love to do. Um, I love my new boss. We I've only been there a month, but my, my, I love my new boss. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I love her in just a minute. But um, the opportunity allowed me to have less, but also acquire more. So I'm challenging myself um, a lot more from a knowledge perspective and a people perspective. Because, I mean, the biggest thing about doing HR is the human aspect. Obviously, the resource piece comes into it, but it's the human aspect. And so I'm dealing with a different type of human in this role. No, really, nothing really different than anyone anyone that I've ever dealt with before. Just different levels of situations. You know, as you move across your career, um, at least for me, um, it was always important for me to touch every aspect in a way that would help me to relate to where I was trying to go. Okay. And so this, you know, this stop on my journey, I feel like has been, in the initial piece, been an amazing one because it is a different stop. It is It has unlocked my mind to think in a different way. Than okay. I, well, let me not say different. Um, to step back a little bit um, mm. and think just a different way strategically um, because I do have smaller, I'm able to impact more okay. versus having larger and I'm just kind of going with status quo. And when you say smaller and larger, we're talking meaning people count. Meaning people count. Okay. So can you just give them an example? Because I know the last 
before the yeah. so how I, many you had under your belt. I'm accustomed to supporting thousands, so up to right. you know three thousand people. Now I'm supporting a little over, almost at two hundred. Okay, so big difference. Um, but at the level of the work, the level of work is still the same. The expectation is still the same in right. terms of where where I've been versus where I'm at now. Um, so I love that piece. Um, the reason why I say that I absolutely love my boss now is because you guys are, you know, what happened with uh, with the Buffalo situation mm-hmm. and, you know, the individuals losing their African-American individuals losing their lives. Um, and my condolences to all the families. Uh, but my boss called me last week and she says, hey, um, in our one on one, she says, hey, you know, we talk about work stuff, of course, all that good stuff. And then she was like, how are you feeling? Mm. like what <laughs> um you know how are you feeling like you know the stuff that happened in boston and we kind of just broke it down and you know for the first time in my life y'all i have never openly said to a leader that i'm gay mm. um wow i told my boss that although she knew right. i mean hell right um Queer. but when we were talking i said you know i fight for causes in my regular life all day long literally um and I said, being, you know, a black gay male living in this society, I always, there's, I always feel like there's a target on my back in many different kind of ways. Mm-hmm. So with this situation, it only heightens the fact that there's still a target on my back and I still have to be careful. And I still have to adhere to my mom's words when she says she's scared for my life right. when I leave at the house or when I hop in the car and take a road trip and decide to leave at three o'clock in the morning. Um, I understand why she's worried, but. The significance behind that was when my boss says, you know, how are you doing? If you feel like you need to take the day or if you feel like you need to just stop what you're doing, I'm in full support of that. Mm. I've never had a manager to say that. Baby. Ever. Can I? Hold on, hold on. This is, shout out to your leader. Yes. You ain't got a boss. You got a leader. Yes. You know, I, I, you know I'm big yes. on the difference. Yes. You have a leader. Now, as you embarked upon this, you know, as you walk into this element, what is one thing you said to yourself you was going to do differently just for you walking in the door? I said I was going to challenge myself in a different way. Because my, like I mentioned, my headcount is less, it allows me more. So what can I do from a resource standpoint Mm -hmm. to make sure that the employees are not only coming to work happy, that they're productive, that I feel like I'm an asset to the organization okay. versus a number. And while the organization that I work for is a fairly large organization, where my my facility is my business in right. a way. It's our own, like our right. own little businesses. So I feel like more of an asset than a liability. I have to have certain conversations that most people, you know, struggle with. Absolutely. Like I, I don't have a problem with dealing with crucial conversations. I have those in my everyday life. Right. So it doesn't bother me to, to school a situation to say, you know, hey, this is the way that stop, back up. Let's have this different. Let's look at it this way. I hear you, but um, I'm just challenging. My, I said I was going to challenge myself more. So I have been. Um, and it also helps my mental health more because I'm able to back up mm. and say, you know, really, what would you do in this situation? You okay. have all the knowledge base already coming. So you have to also think when you're when you're an HR professional, you got to remove a lot of the emotional piece of it, but you also have to insert the strategic piece of yourself. Yeah. And if you're a very strategic person and thinker, then when you stop to ask yourself, hey, what would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You're thinking less emotionally and more about 
if this impact goes this way, what could potentially happen from a downstream okay. or an upstream situation? Right. So that's really it's just challenging myself to think think differently. Do you find that with a smaller headcount, you tend to? Oh, I don't want to say care more, but you tend to be more involved in the because you know when you have a a large headcount, mm-hmm. you deal more with the human element because you don't have the bandwidth to deal with so much of the resource, resource element yeah. beyond go here, click here, you know, because mm-hmm. that's usually how it's structured. Mm-hmm. Now with a smaller headcount, mm-hmm. I would assume that the human element is more interpersonal, which means that you're more of a true resource that they rely on for the resource element just in its entirety. So do you find yourself more I know you're always committed to your job regardless. But do you find yourself more committed to the particular ism at that moment because of the lower count? Absolutely. Like, they stop by my office all day. Hey, Mr. HR. <laughs> and I love it. Okay. Um, but that wasn't happening in in my previous roles. Right. Um, you know, it it times have changed so much. And, and within this pandemic piece, and I think it's important, it's not even about going back to basics as it is re-understanding what basic looks like Come because on. there's no going back to basics. Yeah. Um, basic from three years ago is not basic today. Mm. It's embracing what change looks like in a today's market, in a today's atmosphere, in a today's situation, a today's situation, relationship, all that good shit. Shit's just changed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it it's it, what I like about it is the fact that Again, I'm able to have that connection. I can meet, and I will tell anybody, I can meet anybody where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you come to me and say you're homeless, I got a resource. If you come to me and say, let's go to the ball and dress up like Cinderella, I got a tuxedo. Come if on. you say, let's go play basketball, <laughs> I got shoes. I got something for you, too. If you forgot shorts and shorts, all the above. Right. Um, if you and come, you got game. Right. If you come to me and say, let's sit on a panel, and we got to have a serious conversation, let me put, let me suit and boots so I can get myself together because I got some things I got to say. So it, <laughs> it, 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 it's so much. Like, I have some, I, I love the layers of myself right. that allow me to oh, connect with that's people. Deep. The layers of yourself. Yes. Yes. Come on, skin I'm in. Yes. Well, I love this job for you. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I love it for you. Because <laughs> what I've noticed in our conversations, right, mm-hmm. is that not the last role, you don't care about that one, but the previous one that annoyed the hell out of me with that long-ass ride twice a week, right? What I've noticed is that you now have the ability to affect change on every single element. So I was so accustomed to the conversation being, I had to go down here to do this. Mm-hmm. I had to go over here to do this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the conversations were similar conversations. Mm-hmm. Different person, different ed- different location, mm-hmm. but a lot of conversations were the exact same. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, oh, child. So you like headmaster. So when they see you coming, they know what's up, right? right. But now... Because of the lower count, because of the environment, because of how how involved you're able to get across the board, the conversations are different. At 12 o'clock, it could be headmaster conversation, and I hate to hear you had to have, but at 1, you're planning, you know, the cookout for the appreciation of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, this is literally allowing you to tap in 
to the true, the human resource that you are and bring all elements to the table. And I love that. And I just feel like at 38, this is what you needed. I, and I can't agree with you more. I never have felt like you've been missing out on anything with your previous roles because mm-hmm. you've always been satisfied. You've always been accomplished. But you know how sometimes they say you don't know you don't know what it is you didn't have till you get it? it? Listen. I think this for me, this is that element when it comes to you because to hear you talk about it now when we're just sitting in the back and y'all know his back, I read that right. So when we're just sitting in the back Shout and you just backyard. you know, you just you just going over a couple things, telling me what you got on your plate and and what, and what you're planning and even how you deal with the leaders who are under you and how you challenge them to bring certain things to the table because you'd be like, huh, it's the dawn of a new day because um, I'm going to approve it, but you got to do it. You know, yeah. just like, yes, mm-hmm. like bring it out of them. So I'm happy for you. Like you talk about it differently. You smile about it differently. Your whole ism about it is different. So I just want to say, <laughs> the sand clap. I mean, speaking of that, though, I mean, don't right, you want to just make that? Uh-uh, 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 you made that up. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, I'm not the only person that got uh, good news of transition <laughs> to share. Don't try to put this all on me, because we got to talk about you. No, we don't. Yes, 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 we do. Yes, we do. So, yeah, guys. So, I... I also took a leap of faith, and I resigned from my role that I loved, and Dedrick knows that I loved it, and I had to make a hard decision and be honest with myself that it was time to embark upon something new from a multi-tiered level. There was multiple reasons, but Yes, multi-tiered. Hello. It was time, and I did, and I left the government at a, mun- a mun- municipal level. I went back into private, um, and I'm doing something. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing <laughs> You know what you're doing. <laughs> what I'm doing is... Talk to me. I challenged myself to go beyond my normal element of being and knowing to see what I could accomplish, right? So what that looks like is I've tapped into a different element of the legal field, totally new to me. And, and with that, it forces me to learn, not the law or nothing like that, but to learn the fundamentals of this particular element of law, right? To understand the practice of it and what goes into it for the attorneys in which I support. Furthermore, I support attorneys that sit in different states. So there's no more comfort zone of Georgia law. Georgia code, you know, that kind of a thing, Georgia statute, because now it's understanding what each of the attorneys I support has to deal with. So every state has their own deadlines, their own requirements. So I'm like, oh, you got to know a little something, shorty. You got to hold it down, diggy down, down. And, you know, I'm dealing with litigation. I'm Mm. not just dealing with the I need an attorney. Yes, I'm dealing with litigation. I'm dealing with, we're going to trial. You got to be prepared because there are some interrogatories that need to be answered. There's a request for 
discovery that needs to be processed. And it's not just to send me the police report and the accident report. It's a in-depth analysis of what they need based upon what this litigation ought to be for. And I'm just like, wow, I'm at a different element. It's forcing me to challenge myself. And it's forcing me to face some insecurities. I think that when you deal in a field where you know what you know, you get comfortable in what you know, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And then when you tap into something new, you're like, oh, can I? Will I? Shall I? Yes, I'm going to do it. Like, so I'm at that element, you all. I'm happy. Um, My peace that surpasses all understanding is back. Yes. <laughs> peace that surpasses. Oh, because you know, it was missing. And I was going down a dark place. And I was starting to question myself and where I was going, what I had done, and I was starting to rethink the decisions I had made previously. But everything in God works for the greater good of you, right? So <laughs> I learned some things. I have some takeaways that are awesome. I have some takeaways that are some things I know not to do. You know, I just absolutely it. These past couple months were not in vain because I have some takeaways that have helped me. I have grown the development of me as a individual, as a professional, and as the level of interpersonalism in which I deal in for myself, with myself. Hello, somebody. I met a place of unmute. My best friend, Antoine Dante, a.k.a. Fashion Guru, just did a live on Instagram, and one of the things he talked about was unmuting yourself. You know, mm -hmm. no longer suffering mm -hmm. in silence. And Dedrick was always that friend. Hey, where you at? How you doing? You good? Is that you know? So I'm, I'm taking that suffering in silence and unmuting, and applying it to all aspects of my life. Like my level of confidence is at a whole nother level, and we're here. Which means you have no issue with. Hoarding. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to take it down that road. <laughs> I had to circle it back. Cedric, the human resource. This is what we're not about to do. This is what I'm about to do. I'm excited about that, child. You just don't know. Y'all don't know. Let me tell y'all something. This oh fool will sit God. up here all day and say, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. I'm just excited at the fact that you just going to open up your mind. Because you're Yolanda Adams said. Here we go. I open up. My <laughs> I'm not doing this with you right now. I'm not. Oh my not god! But that. Go ahead. As we elevate these different elements, right? You've elevated your job. You've elevated to the roof. Your house. Because now we got surround sound inside and outside. We too. I'm doing you know a lot of little projects right? around the house, y'all. I... Wish him, wish, today, as we talk, wish your mental health number. Child, too. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not. No, so I'm about, I will say about a 7 8. Uh, and again, I, I, I've walked into, throughout most of my life, I've walked into places of unknown. Come on, most of my life. Um, 
I have always been the kid that would get up and just do for the sheer fact of just getting up and just doing it. Right. And I worry about what happens afterwards after mm. I get there. That's okay. from moves in my life. I've lived in a number of different places, uh, from places that I've worked, uh, from events that I've done, mm-hmm. from, uh, I mean, you name it, from try- from creating spaces and tables, that places that I, they wouldn't let me sit at. Um, that I demanded a place Come to on. sit at. Come on, at the table. <laughs> um, it's just listen. It's just different. I just, I mean, I, I feel like that, and 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 I go back to my statement that I made when I made that post about you know individuals. You'll treat somebody on the street mm-hmm. better than you'll treat me. But what I understand about myself is I've always treated people on the street. Just as good as the people that I call important in my life. Right. Because at, we don't know what's going on in their life. Absolutely. If I gave you a dollar, that might have been a thousand dollars to them. Mm-hmm. Or if I gave my friends some advice they didn't want to hear. It's just as valued. Absolutely. And valuable. So it's just about new approaches. It's about, and, and really, I, I re- my next step is lurk, uh, working on. Kind of understand a little bit more about self-care. Yeah, I can up and go on a trip when I want to, but I forget the fact that, I, you know, I need a massage. I play 50 sports. I need yeah. to go to the chiropractor, get me a little facial or something. Yeah. Um, all those things that, you know, just to kind of put myself into more of a self-care. And, and now that I'm, you know, in my new role, um, I, I it's very, very busy, and I love it. Um, I've got to carve out time for myself to be able to say, hey, Dedrick, get up and go to the chiropractor. It ain't but down the street. They ain't right. going to crack your back. It's going to take five minutes. Um, and I've engulfed myself in my work already because I'm. I, there's. I just want to make so. I want to do so much. Right. Um. But there's only you know eight hours of work. Hello. Uh, but oh, but you salary, so you could do ten. Oh hush. <laughs> uh, I mean. Um. So yeah. So my my mental health is good. Um. I've always been optimistic about you know about love and situations. I'm hoping that my optimism and you know shout out to my friends who've been getting married. My friends, a couple of my friends got married yesterday. Um, a couple of my friends got married um, and got engaged and all that good stuff. I think for me, it's there's still a space in my life and in my heart that is a bit of resentment. And it's not against my friends right. by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the fact that, that, you know, what about what I feel? What about you? <laughs> what about me? It's more than you. <laughs> You're right. So I'm understanding that it is definitely more than me. Um. And and I just got to walk in that. And my friend Kelly, shout out to Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Made a uh, made a good point when I talked to her the other day. Um, she was just like, I just just like my mom says all the time. I just want to see you happy, friend. She was like, you just do, and do and do for so many others. I just want somebody to come and shout out to my best friend Christina who made a comment hey, to Christina. me um, on Saturday and said, you know, Dedrick, like. For what what you're asking for is not necessarily what may what God's may be trying to give you. Ooh. You may not be ready for a long stretch okay. of a situation. Okay. But there's it could possibly be a short amount of time and it'd be very powerful. Okay. Come so on. I need to understand the difference. Speak. Um and I appreciate her because uh, baby, she's gonna always give it to me straight with no chaser. Um, I appreciate her for letting, cause she knows it. Like yeah, that's much. She's been awful. around, you know. She's been around me for a long time, and she knows. She knows my heart. She knows all that good shit. Or she knows my uh, heart. Yes. Um, and she always knows how to. 
make, put me in a situation to say, just like she said the other day, you were not prepared mm. for and had not been prepared for the shit that you were asking for. Oh, I was waiting for you to realize oh, that you were not prepared Christine. for that. You know what she did? Smack the shit out. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, is that I appreciate that because right. not everybody's giving me that advice. Absolutely. And it wasn't until I woke up and said, "You know what? You know what? You damn right. I really wasn't ready for that. As much as I thought that I was, um, as much as I think that I am, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I, at that point in time, mm-hmm. I wasn't. Speak, speak on it, speak on it. And I had to wake up and realize that. And a lot of us need to wake up. And realize that too, because the shit that we see on social media, which oh is what happened. Oh my gosh, I'm not. Yeah, the shit that we see on social media ain't what it is. Um, and I'll be the first all. to tell you, we we fall into these traps of saying, "Hey, you know, I want that." Oh, it just looks so. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. I can guarantee you this, first baby. Of all, <laughs> forget the behind closed doors. We don't know what what happens after that 32 second video. Oh yeah, because <sighs> that's about all you looking at. Hello, you're right. You're right. Give or take a minute if they. Hello. <laughs> If you're lucky, you might get three minutes. Right. If, if they're getting paid for IGTV, but you don't know. So we was doing. Oh shit. Mm. 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 I was producing a reality show which shall remain nameless, right? And it was a married couple, and they was going through a heated split at the moment. Uh huh. But contractually, they had already signed to do the current season before the stuff happened. There was no backing out. Like at this mm. point, money was spent, production was in go mode, storylines were set. You, mm-hmm. It was greenlit. You you had to go. So when they came on set, because they came from two different areas, because they was not staying together or even talking. When it came time to shoot, mm-hmm. they got it together at least while the cameras was on. And when it wrapped for the scene or wrapped for the day, they went on. But they, I'm like, yo, people don't know. That what you see, tales of this time, isn't tales always what you get. Hello, beauty and the. But, anyways, they don't. And I'm just like, people need to stop feeding so much yeah. into social media, reality TV, what somebody posts, what somebody tweets. Stop that. Find you in you. Don't look for you in other people. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole lot of what we got going on. You want what you see somebody else have. You want what they got. Okay, that works in fashion. Agreed. <laughs> it may even work in a closet because the closet that Dedrick about to get bitch out on it, right? So that may work. Shout out to my closet that's coming in a couple weeks. Hey. But that don't mean I want Dedrick's life. That don't mean I want to be Dedrick. Bitch, I like the closet he picked out. Okay, I want to design my, you know. And people get so wrapped up in what somebody else got. And how it looks with somebody mm-hmm. else. And stop. Let me tell you something about a, a recipe. It's meant to be followed, but it can also be altered. Yeah. So just because I've I seen a recipe on Instagram and look good, okay, cool. I'm going to follow it because I need to know how to make it. But I'm a, you know, I'm a little twang to it. I'm going right. to do it my way for me. And that's what you got to do. You have to be, if you see something you want, if you see something that, resembles something you desire, that's fine. You but make it yours. It. Come on. Come on. You can make it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing this, right? But it's, you have to make it yours. So, as Christina poured into your life and gave it to you real raw, like only your best friend can, 
You right. That's and not just right. any best friend, a best friend of that long of a tenure. Mm-hmm. What did you walk away with? That I wanted to cuss her ass out. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, you heard him, right? Oh, she knows it. <laughs> She'll tell me the first to tell you, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. But no, I, I walked away with a smile on my face because she knows. She she let me not say she knows. She knew. Mm-hmm. And I had to wake up. It okay. wasn't about you telling me, her telling me. I had to wake up. Okay. I saw what I needed to see. Mm. I, I finally saw what I needed to see. And I could have been like, I've helped your ass perish. Mm. Damn. Because of how badly you have treated me. Right. Um, But instead, I had to understand that I had to see that. Because I didn't see my value. <laughs> Right, okay, come on. So, because I didn't see my value, it upset me when people got married. Mm. It made me feel some kind of way when mm. I when I seen certain relationships. I or I seen how you would, would be one way with me and I see you hugged up with somebody else mm-hmm. in the streets. So, it would make me feel some kind of way. Now, I'm just smiling about it. Because I can. I'm going to keep smiling. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it moving because I don't need you. Don't Ooh. need you. Don't need you. Yeah, but shout out to Latoya yes. Luckett for that song. come through Latoya Luckett. But oh. just like that post I made where there was a time I can't. Come on. Maybe it's I can't. And I will. Right now. And if you in my fucking way, I will likely push you out of it. Because there was a time that you could. And right now you can. Because we come from a space of you. Hell, I don't know. Couldn't. <laughs> and we've entered into a space of... Huh, where I can. Hello. Hello. Now, as you can... Okay, wait. <laughs> as you can, as you are, and as you will. Before I take this break, what is your unwind cocktail of the week? So, my unwind cocktail of the week is... But it's really not a cocktail. I'm trying to get on my health tip, y'all. Come on. So listen to so at, shout out to Eat Urban Fresh over off of Metropolitan. Hey, Avenue. Urban Fresh. But I always stop by and get my Georgia Blue. Let me tell you, this Georgia Blue Georgia is Blue. the bomb, y'all. It is a drink that looks like an old cocktail. I mean, if you throw some liquor in it, baby, I promise you, it'll probably Ooh. give you a whole life. But it has in it pineapple juice, uh, passion fruit, lemon juice, agave, and um, and blue blue spirilia. So that it's an all-natural drink, and agave is, of course, the sugar. That's but it tastes so, horny. Yes. Oh, aphrodisiac. Oh, blue. Aphrodisiac. You say what? Blue, blue spirilla? No, no, no. Oh, you, oh, you said my blue spirilla. Mm, blue yeah. spirilla. You're like, girl, girl, what you want? That blue spirilla? Yeah. Mm, is it good? Oh, it's really good, honey. I didn't, I didn't tow it up. Demolish. <laughs> tow it up, honey. Tow it up. It's a, 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 So stop by. Eat Urban Fresh off of 2053 Metropolitan Parkway. That's in Atlanta, Georgia. Hello. 303 Run Fair. That is the unwind drink of the week. I'll be right back because we got some true talk topics for that ass. Y'all get ready. Y'all missed us. Yo, it's your boy Diamond Kisani. Y'all know what it is when I do what I do. You got to tune in to my podcast lineup. We got Diamond Kisani presents. And if you're a murderino, you know it's about that Let's Talk Murder with Diamond Kisani. And don't forget on Tuesdays, it's all about that Tay Time. And that's what the fuck it is. And on Wednesdays, the boy Myron Jew, a.k.a. Cheating Ass Myron and the girl Paula P. with Cubitza. 
Yo, y'all be tapping www.diamondkeysong.com for all things. Beat by the boy Tampa. Tampa boy, the beat goes on. Shout out to Five Department Studios. This is what the fuck I do. Y'all thought it was a game. Tampa boy, the beat goes on. know what time it is it is time in this segment on weekday unwind we about to have true talk true talk season so you know with true talk <laughs> i got a question and with that question and we I got an a conversation okay so you know i'm gonna just jump right into it because i seen this on social media the other day oh god and i said to myself i said self and myself was like what? <laughs> i was like let's talk about it in the world of you being you and me being me. Oh, Lord. Would you pay for sex? <clears throat> really? We thought that we would walk down this road. <laughs> Hello? 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 I think... I think in some... <laughs> in some aspects, we all have. Okay, let's... So let's let's talk about it. Oh, God. In some aspects, <laughs> we all have paid for sex. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm listening. I mean, I feel like you know it. What it depends on. It was like a sexual interaction. With okay. Like, um, let's say you massage or the happy ending. You pay for that. I mean, that's considered sex. Or, um, I mean, I don't know. Like some people pay for sex. I've no, never. No no, 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 bitch. Would you pay for sex? I, did you? Do you see me? I hope to hell I do. Rose eyes. So that wasn't a yes or a no. No. I would. I'll pay for sex. Why? Forget what I want and be done. But see, see no. You want to conversate and cuddle with a bitch? I want I want all let the, me, the I want let some me, let me, let me pay let me pay for some dick and keep it moving. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. Don't bother me. Do me, baby. And be the fuck going. No. Like, I'm gonna pay for sex. I want some I'm intimacy. Gonna, I'm gonna pay for- it's I want to co- what y'all think. I want something inside me. Like, what y'all pay for sex? <laughs> Let me hear what y'all got you to say. You paid for life. sex? No, when? You paid for sex for five years. Who? Oh Lord, have mercy. That wasn't me. Oh, <laughs> I'm a goat here. I'm the one. I'm the one. What's up? Am I lying? Listen, Am you I made lying? that up. <laughs> I, I will not say that that was paid. I mean, it was an equal opportunity employment situation. Yes, you paid for sex. Uh, you paid for a service. I do. <laughs> I'm not like, so again, but not just you. Everybody who's married pays for sex. If you marry. You're right. If you, you marry, then you, you know it. You pay for sex. Clap. You pay for sex. Because the, the reality is when the wife get mad at the husband, what's the first thing she hold out on? Pussy. Oh my gosh, you're so vulgar. You ain't getting no pussy. Oh my god. Then, what's the one thing? What's the, in every movie we see, she want a new refrigerator. She gonna what? <laughs> Put that pussy on him. You know, like yo, don't play with me. Oh my god. Conceptually, we know this. Females, females, <laughs> you bitches hear me? Jay Z said it best. The power of the P U S S Y. So I'm not buying into that shit. Let's talk about <laughs> but you're right. But you're right. Let's talk about it from an LGBTQIAARP perspective. Not AARP. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we not getting ready to do that. 
So, like, when you in something, right? Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, you, like, yeah, like, the the, the, the bottoms be, like, he going, you know, they going, you know, he got to put out some dollars for you put out that motherfucker. Where them dollars vagina. at? <laughs> so, I think everyone pays for it. Have I ever paid for sex? Yes, I have. Don't talk to me. Let's do what we do. I, I want to and get the fuck out of my house. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to. I don't want to know That's your name. That's so impersonal, in. which is why. That's the point in doing it. Leave me alone. Which is why your ass struggle having conversations and shit. Oh, it's about that conversation. You, you gotta, gonna, you gotta you get some diversification. Hell yes, at this point. This is you true need talk. Some div- this is not unwinding no more. Oh, okay. Bitch. Well, true talk. Well, listen, we gonna unwind the fact that <laughs> y'all have paper sex. Have have y'all paid for sex? Come on now, like let's keep it real. Does you pay for sex for five years? Uh, so no, wait a minute. KJ said absolutely not. A caps. KJ, who I know? Yes. KJ is lying. KJ didn't pay for KJ, some sex. KJ, they said you over here lying, friend. KJ didn't pay for some sex because he the kind of don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> they say that your abstinence was naughty. Okay, so ultimately, so would you pay for sex? I say yes, I would. I'm sorry. There's certain times. I may want to do a little certain something. Just I don't, I don't want to be it. bothered with none of my regular degulars. Touch. <laughs> and I'm going to just, I'm going to make it do what it do. So you want, yes, we're going to pay for sex. Okay? I'm you not. Talk. You are. I am not. You're going to pay for that massage. You're going to pay for that massage. You're going to pay for that massage. No man, no man Pam. You're going to pay for that You're massage. right. I'm going to pay for my massage by a professional. Yo, it's these dudes on Twitter who sell a full hand massage. I think I'm going to order me one. I want to be touched by four hands Bye. at once. You don't want to be touched by four hands at once, no, y'all. I'm about to eat this all Dorito. Touch my body. Touch me everywhere. So, okay. This is what I'm going to... Switching topics. Switching topics for True Talk, because y'all know how we do. True Talk. The age of marriage. <clears throat> oh, God. Now okay, that y'all. you've turned 38. Now that I've turned 38, shout out to the fact that I've turned 38, y'all. Hey. 38 and fly like fuck, whatever. And Does, I still look. Is there still this stigma around the age of marriage? Like, oh, I have to be married by such a Do you do people still do you think people still buy into that? Do I, you still buy into it? So I don't think that it's the fact it, no. So do I desire to be married? Yes. Okay. Is there a time limit on it? No. But there are other things that are inclusive of that, like the fact that I want to have a child. And do I want to do it alone or do I want to be in a partnership? Do I want to be married? Those things. And I know the time limit I've placed on myself to have a child. So right. would I ideally like to be married in that period of time? Absolutely. Will it happen? That's only going to put that on so God. So have you subconsciously created a want to be married by age? I, I mean, said, well, shit, I've already surpassed that. I want to be married by 35. Mm. <laughs> and clearly, I'm 38. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ain't make it. <laughs> Let's talk, y'all. Do y'all still feel the age of marriage exists? I think I think it exists more for females than it does males. I mean, I think that's just... KJ said he's agree. he agrees. About, oh, hey, KJ, I love you. So, I think it does still exist. However, what I will say, I think the age of marriage has gotten older. I think back in my grandmother's days, the age of marriage was 18, child. Like, you're going to be married by 18, your first child by 19, you got the house by 22. Shit, you might have a house by 20. <laughs> I think for my aunt and them, the age of marriage for female was like that 25 to 28 range. Uh-huh. Now I feel like 
females, male people, period, are putting their career first, kind of yeah. like, kind of like focusing on their career in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. So the age of marriage has increased. People aren't getting married till As later. They, yeah. But also, I think that that can be attributed to the fact that we're starting to live longer because people uh-huh. are focusing more on health. Health is yeah. wealth. And know? on top of that, it, when it, as it relates to women, women are bossing the hell up. So they coming to the table with more than what, more than what the men are these oh. days, which is a whole nother set of topics. Speaking of what, we was talking <clears throat> to your friend who's a lawyer. Yes. And she was talking about how she had to come to grips that with her new role, uh-huh. more than likely, she's going to make more than every man she Dates. Probably whole so. another conversation, but I was like, "Yo, I wonder." Oh, we gotta talk to some black women because I Ooh, wonder how I black women about what on it. So my friend Desmond said, "I think when we put an age on milestones, it makes some people feel as if they are a failure." I think when we put an age on milestones, we make some people feel like this. Come on, Desmond, speak, Lord, speak to me. So. Because so it, yes, and that's because we hold ourselves to these standards that we've created for ourselves, and we set these expectations. And when you don't meet them, naturally you feel like you fail something. But why? Why do we still do that as human beings, knowing what what life is in today's society? What you mean? Why does it have to be an age limit? Why do I, mean, I well, have it to be married by this? Yeah, you. I mean, now, yeah, you're absolutely now, right. I the think child that, element, I understand, because you don't want to yeah. be sixty and your child's three, right? right? I get that. But when it comes to marriage, hey, Craig with a K, hey, baby. When it comes to marriage and stuff, mm-hmm. why? And then Desmond is right. It's a milestone for some people. It's such a big milestone. Yeah. Then you feel like a failure. Then you start to suffer in silence. Suffer in silence. And all that, that whole good shit. effect on mental health comes into Did play. Did you see what Toya T just said? Oh, shit. What Toya, Toya T, T said, said, because we aren't taught how to manage our expectations. Oh, my God. Toya! <laughs> Listen, if you ain't never wow. been right, wow. it, it, let me tell you. It, and I think, so what I was going to say is that, you know, it's different. You were raised in the North. I was right. raised in the South. Yeah. So our perspectives on what marriage looks like in terms of what circumstance looks like mm-hmm. or looked like and what it meant on putting a time limit on it are two very different. Absolutely. Because in the South, you got married, you had 100 kids, you you lived in the house with your husband. Your husband may not have been married to you, but you was married to him. Mm. Um, truth is called truth to matter. Speak on it. But, you know, you, you did it within a certain period of time. And I think that for me, it's like I I saw me me being from Kentucky and seeing you know what marriage looked like in in the country in the south. Right. Like it may it as I've turned thirty eight, I'm like, do am I really rushing it in my mind? Mm-hmm. But what I am rushing is the fact that my mom's having a conversation with me about you need to have a child so that I can be around to be able to help right. raise it and see. That's what's more important for me on my plate. But the other piece of it is, is that shout out to my mama. Um, but it, it's, I think the thing that I'm scared of is not really scared. It's like, I got to put on my good boots and, and figure this shit out. Is that, do I want to be a single parent? Because my mom was a single parent. I'm in a different right. space than what my mom was Absolutely. 25 years ago when she had me, um, or 38 years ago, sorry, when she had me, um, but can I do it? Do mm. I need to be married? Is it me putting a time limit on me being married versus me having a child? 
And so it and it's that's those are the questions that we ask ourselves in the LGBT community versus our heterosexual partners, right. our heterosexual counterparts. Um, because it, the other piece of it is a lot of LGBT folks don't want kids. I'm and see, so that's a deal breaker for me. Shout out to me. Yeah, and that's a deal breaker for me. Or they already have them. Now, Toya T said what? It's because we aren't taught how to manage our expectations. Now, I'm going to raise that and piggyback off of what you said and implement what she said, right? When it comes to expectations and managing them, it goes into, I feel for me, your environment. Because I feel down south, Uh the down south I know, there's more of an emphasis put on family. Have a family, be with someone, have yeah. kids, family, family, family. Yeah. Up north, family, up family. north, I feel there's more of an emphasis put on education and career. Agree. I feel that down south, what your surname is, who your family is, that's who you are. Yeah. Up north, whatever your job title is and what school you graduated yeah. from is who you are. And I'll definitely say that that's for me because I'm like the last person to care, last boy to care to tell us the yeah, name. So that's important for me. Um, but I also have, I've dynamically married the the two together because my career has been just as important because I know that I can't do what I want to do for whatever, for a child that I bring into this world without being a certain socioeconomic space. Mm. So, but baby, and that's I'm, where the managing expectations comes in. That, but, but we weren't necessarily end. taught that, and but that's what you, Toya T is saying. You were able to come outside of what you were taught. Because yeah. let, let's be clear, you come from Boone Farm, Kentucky. <laughs> Shout out to my people in Hendo. Boone Farm. He's not gonna keep coming for us. You came outside <laughs> of that, and your your level of expectations changed. But that was my level of expectation for myself. Um, and not necessarily for the world that was coming up mm, around me. Okay. Because at the end of the day, like, we, we were all afforded the same opportunities, right? We all chose different paths based on what we saw at the time, whether that was a childhood trauma or whether that was, like, I grew up in the best house and I feel right. and I want to go act crazy and do crystal meth. What the Damn. fuck it was you want to do? I, I had to go to the, put them out there like that. I all mean, the I, had to go to the, <laughs> I had to go to the extreme on that. But I think that it's important to know that, when you see certain things in your life as a child. Come on, as a child. <laughs> um, and you move into the space of getting, you know, becoming a teenager, figuring out your life, what it is that you want to do, that you understand that there are certain dynamics of your life that you do and don't want to have part of what you're going to transition to as an adult. And so what that looks like is different for everybody. It's different for each person. For me, it was different because I was like, I didn't want to stay at home. I wanted to go and see the world. My mom encouraged me to go and see the world. She paid for trips to mm. go and see other spaces so that I wasn't confined to Child what you know what what could have been. And there's nothing wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination. It was like I just want my child to be diverse. And I'll tell you, like I've lived in ten different places. So and and, and I will move again. Hello. <laughs> It don't make me no never mind to pack up my to shit go. I'm and, to go. <laughs> and move somewhere. Um, house or not, I'll sell this mug. Hello? Because um, you can't rent it out because it's a cap. But listen, I got two comments I got to go back to. So Brandon says, shout out to my my friend Brandon, my bestie Brandon. Hey, Brandon. He says, so what do you do when you have someone that wants to get married but the other person doesn't? You break up with them. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, for those who didn't hear it, Brandon's question was, what do you do 
when you have a person that wants to get married and the other person doesn't, doesn't. you break up with no, them. No, you don't break up with them. This is true talk. Understand this. Hold on. No, no, hear me out. If person A wants to get married, person B does not want to, right? Uh-huh. What that means is that at that point, we're not equally yoked because uh-huh. we want two different things. Uh-huh. Now, we can have a conversation, see what uh-huh. we're able to come to, X, Y, Z, all that. Uh-huh. However, if we truly are at a point where person A wants to get married and person B does not, uh-huh. what is the point in me sitting in this situation, wasting my time, knowing we're not we're not working towards the same thing because we don't want the same thing? Well, listen, let me tell you something about that. Come on, tell me something Let me tell you something. So here's the thing. I think it's about space, place, and time. So... I think that what... Hold on, was, space, place, and time. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that in... So, and I'll be honest with you. When I was in my relationship with my ex-fiance, he didn't want children. Right. And that wasn't the case a year after us being in a relationship. Okay. Because I still said, hey, that's something that we can talk about. It's something that... Because some people have to grow into the idea because, again, space that they're in, time that they came from. Right. You don't know what happened. You don't know what kind of trauma that they saw, that they went to hell. Maybe it was the fact that their parents were married and it was in a domestic situation. They had to grow up in that shit. They don't okay. want to have to go through that stuff. So it, they have to feel comfortable with you. So to stop, to, to automatically say I would break up with somebody would be you failing yourself. Okay. I, at least that's my opinion. I think right. you're failing yourself because you haven't given the person the opportunity. You, that was a quick way out for you. Oh, this is what I want. This is my expectation. So I'm going to go ahead and just say, fuck it, because you can't give me what I want in the immediate. And that's the problem with our microwavable asses now. Mm. So you have to give people an opportunity to get to know you, because if I if you don't want to get married and I do, and I just meet you today, that's bullshit. Like, I need to be able to get to know you. Now, Edward the Stylish, how's Edward the Stylish said it got to be worth it. Now, here's my question. Well, what, is, what, what does that mean? Well, no, no. <laughs> okay. But also, how much time? So you... You use your example. You said he didn't. He did not yeah. want children. A year later, he did. Yeah. How much time are we willing to invest to figure out if we're going to end up being on the same? Well, page? first of all, what we can't do is say that this is what gets us fucked up in our community. Let me just be honest: the fact that we'll get with somebody and get married in six months, and you don't know a damn thing about the person. So at what point in time? I feel like you're coming for some people who just got married in the past. No, no, I'm no, no, I'm not coming for nobody. I'm just speaking real truth because if the shoe was on the other foot, they probably would say the same shit about me. You right. So at the end of the day, I'm not speaking them, but real life. So at what point did you get to know that person? At what point was you able to unpack the baggage in the situation for you to be able to say that? Oh, this is the reason why you're not getting married. Don't we got to go through all of that? Hell yeah, that's a part of getting to this courting. That is I got to get to know who bitch, you are. That is not court, and that is dissection, bitch. Baby, you, been you got to get class. to know who the person is yes. that's on okay. the other side no, of the no, table no. from you. No, I agree. I agree that <laughs> I'm not going to walk into the relationship. I say yes, you say no, and we're breaking up. However, how much time are we giving? Are we going to wait 18 years? Because my mama... No, I mean, nobody going to wait that damn long. I'm, Shit. I'm saying, <laughs> how much time? Like... Because there is no set number, right? Right. That's like, just like saying let's we put in a time limit on when we should get married in the first place anyway. And I don't think that it's a time limit on it. If, if if you feel like that you can get engaged in six months and be married in a year, then, hey, by all means, go ahead. If you feel like you know that person well enough, go right ahead. Well, I pro- they say you know if the person you're talking to is that person within the first 30 seconds. Or something well, like that. like, that's some bullshit because I just gave an example the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave an example the other day that, you know, for me, 
if I sleep with somebody Come on, and I don't sleep well, that means that they're not for me. I'm because sorry. I, hold, hold on. Hold. Listen. Listen. Let me let me break it down for you a little something hold proper. On. First, say it again, please. Yeah. If I sleep with someone. Which doesn't happen often, by the way. <laughs> and I don't sleep well. Yeah. That means they're not for you. Yeah. So listen, listen. Let me okay. yeah, let me break down this dynamic for you. Break it down. Break so it down. here's the thing. I have an amazing spirit of discernment, right? Come on, and so And so here's the thing. Y'all, Facebook, I love y'all to death, but y'all might hear some shit that y'all ain't never heard from me before oh, in this moment. Oh, suck it, suck it. But the thing about it is, is that, listen, we are adults. Yeah. We are going to do what it is that we do in the confines of our own bedroom. But I will tell you this, I'm different than a lot of people because I like intimacy. I like yeah. after it's over to cuddle and all that good <laughs> shit, go to sleep, wake up, you know, all that good stuff. But okay. I will tell you that, again, my spirit of discernment will let me know who's right for me by the way that I sleep at night and next to that person. Because I can tell you that when I met my ex, okay. I slept very, very well. Ooh. When I met certain people in my life mm-hmm. that I've had interaction, intimate interactions with, I've slept well. And then there are some people that I sleep terrible with. And I come to find out that was definitely not the person for me because I could look and see they're probably talking to about eight other people or being in a It's a number of different things. So it has nothing to do with if the sex was bad or good. No, no, no. Because at the end of the day, when the sex with me happens, it's going to be good. So, Oh, good love and body talking, knocking boots all night long. I mean, that's a whole other aspect. Okay, good sex. Yeah, I mean, but. That, but I'm saying that I my spirit of discernment activates, and it tells me. Because, Dr. Fox said he has a question. Oh, good. Come what, on, what Dr. Fox, us? put it in the box. Um, Go ahead. You know, for me, it's important to know that who I wake up next to is who I want to wake up next to, who I'm supposed to wake up next to. And some of us wake up next to a motherfucker that you then got married to that know damn well you shouldn't have woke up now, to. Now, is this on the first interaction, no, or like, well, how does this work? Well, so... Yes and no, because I don't okay. sleep with people on the first night. I want to get down um, on the first night. No, like I like I, I, do. I, I like I like dialect. So you know I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna like, have a what? little dialect. We're gonna talk. Is that a new cookie? Bitch, I'm not. We're gonna have us a conversation or three or five. <laughs> Before uh, you sleep with them? Be, well, I'm I like to go out on dates and stuff All too. You so I like to do is say hi. Uh, you know? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> You know, the flip side, so Desmond actually says, listen. wait, Dr. Fox Uh said, how well have you slept in the past week? I've slept well. I've slept great. He slept great, Dr. Fox. You know what that means. Okay, I'm listening. So Desmond Desmond said, said, I had to scroll back up. Are you still dealing with people intimidated by their perception of you? Did we? Yo, I swear, did we? That I had to, I had to unpack. We've got to unpack y'all this don't shit, understand. y'all. Y'all don't understand. That's it. We just okay. So we just every day. I was sitting at this table talking to Dedrick, and I said to him, "You have to understand. Sometimes people are intimidated by who you are, and that's what causes the actions and reactions that they present." Desmond just answered Desmond's question. You want me to answer? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at looking at shit. Now. So here's the thing: everybody always says that people are intimidated by, but just intimidated by me, and I think it's bullshit. So I I don't see it. What what you all see versus getting to have a conversation with me and actually knowing who I am is the total opposite of what your perception is. 
because you come into my house that I built, yes, not without hard work, duh. Um, or you see what I drive, not without hard work, duh. All the shit that you then come to and say, oh my God, I don't think that I can measure up. Like, that's bullshit. Like, you didn't even take the time to have a conversation with me enough to know who I am as a person versus the shit that I possess. Right. None of what I've what I've acquired has been without an extreme amount of extreme amount of work. Shit, what shit given to me. Mm-hmm. So if you see that, understand that on the other side of that shit is an actual individual. Just like I say, the other shit is smoke and mirrors in my life in a lot of ways. The thing about it is, is I say it's smoke and mirrors because those are things that I can control. Right. There's an individual that sits right in the middle of that. And if you don't take the time to get to know that person, you falsely judge them against the shit that they have, which makes you a flawed individual walking into the situation. You knew you couldn't handle it from the beginning, so you made up an excuse to get your way out of it. Mm. Mm. So that's how I see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to just mind my business because I don't be... No, nah, don't mind know. your business. Say what Say what it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But you, I... you said the same shit to me. Like, I did as, as everyone true. else, think, but you be like, yeah, not without hard work. Okay, we know that. We know it didn't just come overnight. We know you ain't no drug dealer. Like we know you put <laughs> hard work and effort. But that doesn't negate the fact that dating you, trying to date you, wanting to date you, wanting to talk to you, and this should go. This should be for anyone. In honesty, should cause a person to look within themselves. Absolutely. Can I come to this table? Do I, and not so much do I have what it takes, but yes, do I have what it takes to be at this table as an adult, 50-50, or am I going to be like, hey, it's supposed to be a 90-10. But let me understand your potential. That's the bullshit, though. Let me understand, because even if you come and you feel that way, let me understand your potential. I know what I know. Hold on. You go asking for stuff, But my No, no, no. My thing is, I'm going to bring the table, the chairs. The placemats, the house, the, the all of that shit to the table, because that's what I work hard for. Because a man who don't work don't fucking eat, and Hello. I'm gonna make sure and I don't. eat because I like to eat well. And do. But the other piece of the puzzle is, is let me understand what your potentials. You can't rule me out because you feel like that you're less than, and you got other shit going. You don't know how I can bless again, your life and how you can bless mine. In order for them to do what you just said, true. They have to understand themselves and be able to process the it to walk into it. Well, fuck, that's just about everybody level. right now. So, well, we, we just got a whole bunch of projects. Girl, you know, I love me a good building. That's nigga. bullshit, honey. Build, build a bear workshop, nigga. turn it to a cart. Okay. Dr. <laughs> Fox, Dr. Fox has another question. Oh, this is an interactive episode. Come on, Dr. Fox. What is your question? I love Dr. Fox. I mean, I mean, between. Desmond Brandon and Dr. Fox at and this Toya point. T in the building. Hello. <laughs> hey, Big Zaw. I love you, Big Zaw. We gotta, Zaw, we gotta talk in link soon. Hey, Barry Pendleton. How do we feel about dating potential? I just said. That. How about your date with Barry Pendleton? Let's talk about that. We ain't had no damn day. <laughs> so, after the holiday, so I'm starting a new. I'm gonna do a new. Child, here we go with this. I'm doing. Been y'all doing this know date. I'm doing this segment. On his show where Dedrick unpacks his dates. I'm going to start putting him on dates. So one of the dates I'm going to put him on is Barry Pendleton. Hey, Pendleton Burry. Up in yeah, he on the he on your chat. Yeah, he oh, on okay. Hey, Brian, can't break. <laughs> this is a great conversation. Keep it going. Who said what now on yours? 
I'm waiting for Dr. Kyle's question. So who did you say said something? My cousin April said Dedrick deserves a very special person who can bring something to the table. Yeah, April, go on with that Hallmark <laughs> shit, right? We ain't doing these Hallmark Shout out posts. to my cousin April. Dedrick does deserve someone special, but what that means is that Dedrick has to be open to someone special. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't uh-uh. your damn break. Dedrick has to be open to someone special and stop chopping niggas at their knees. Why not? For dumb shit. What's dumb? Define dumb. Everything you chop the niggas at their knees for. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always something remedial. Oh, Dr. Fox said Pendleton. Dr. Fox, back to your question. We'll talk about that later. Um, oh, it's hell. always something remedial. What, but what is it, though? What is it? Who do you want to talk about first? I uh, mean, shit, you can uh, walk. We can walk down, down. We can walk down the road of all the the directions: north, south, east, and west. You won't talk to up north because you think it's not a thought. You think it's not a thought based on how he interacts with his family. It's going to affect him. I, I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's not the only reason why. That's a very small, minute piece of the puzzle. There are other reasons why that cannot, will not, won't not happen. Next. But you don't try it. <laughs> I've already tried it. it. You came late into the pitch. I told you that. So then we down south. You're holding on. Holding on to what? Uh, I'm holding on to Jesus. You're holding on. Holding on. Hallelujah. <laughs> you're holding on to a past that happened. Well, I'll give it to you. It happened. And though you But what about them holding on to the past? Let's talk about some talking shit. about you. I'm gonna show you talking how you I'm gonna show point. you like Rasputia Summer show you how bitch go down the slide. Because it's gonna go on both sides. <laughs> you hold on to the past, something that happened, it happened. You dissected you talked about it. You've forgiven them. Yeah. But for some reason, the ability to move past it has not come easy. It ain't. It has not it taken ain't place. me. Oh, so it's them. It's, it's always a, the other person. No, let me get there. It is a combination of us both. Okay. So even if we have conversations, there's always an underlying tone to some bullshit. And even you had to come on and apologize to me. So don't, I don't, recall don't that. do that. Don't, when y'all see, when y'all hear this episode, <laughs> out, y'all gonna see this episode is coming out no more. Where he had oh, to apologize to Barry me. Barry Pendleton said, "If you forgive, why keep talking about it?" First of all, Barry, pump your brakes. <laughs> but no, no, that's the thing. No, nobody's talking about it anymore. Nobody's talking. We've moved past it. Have you though? I have moved past have it. Have you though? Hell yeah. Friend. No, look, shit. Friend. Now, all my life I had to fight. Ha- hey, Edwin, have you? Listen, let me tell y'all something before we fall out. <laughs> listen, I have. Um, and moving along. So listen, Desmond said, if you're dating someone and you can't stand their family, is that a deal breaker? If I'm dating someone, <clears throat> great question, Desmond. Because for, <laughs> for Dedrick and I, you're going to get two different answers. So for me, Diamond Kisan, if I'm dating someone and can't stand their family, is it a deal breaker? I don't give a fuck because I'm not dating the whole family. I'm dating this nigga. And if this nigga but hold is good. Up, wait a minute. Let, let me put some. T- <laughs> let me put some minute. Because see. Yes, you're dating the individual. And see, this is where, where a lot of people will shoot at me. Here you go. Because for me, family is important. Absolutely. My family, shout out to my family, because my family, we rose my fuck hard with each other. Here we my family rose hard with everybody that steps into my life. That's the thing. You could be a stranger to do it, but because you're connected to me, that I, 
I present myself as friendly. Right. So I don't have many people that aren't my friends because I was taught to present myself as friendly. Right. And all the above. But that's neither here nor there. The issue is that because my family is very important to me, and I know my family likes to turn up and have a good time, they also respect the fact of who enters into my life. They don't judge me. They don't judge them. They see the individual that stands around the other side of me, and if that's what makes Dedrick happy, then we are happy for him until you do Dedrick wrong. Then my family's going to jump on the defense with me. But on the other hand of that, we're not – we, my my family my family is let me my family is different. We we are the bomb. Yeah, this whole kumbaya shit. Okay, my I get the it. Mom. Like yeah, they are. Everybody they are. ain't everybody ain't like that. And so and I understand that uh, whoever I date simply may not like me. Barry said, if the family doesn't like me, oh well. However, the family usually always loves me. Well, but shit. I'm not gonna, <laughs> okay, so if you're dating someone and their family don't like you and you're in love with them, are you going to stop dating them because of your family? Like, no. for real? No. Right. So it's not but a I am. Breaker. But see, the thing is, it depends on the dynamics of the relationship. Because if you, let's say that their family doesn't like you, but then you have a, let's, example, you have a mama's boy. Okay. Always in your, who always in their ear. Family don't like you at all. But they provoking everything that happens. At what point do you shut that shit down? Well, I can't date a mama's boy anyway. So that I'm, no, but I'm just saying that let's, let, we're speaking, all, we're I, speaking from. I, but I feel like you, I feel like strong people like us can't date a mama's boy for the factor of the nigga ain't strong. He ain't strong enough that to date That ain't necessarily us. true. A mama's I'm boy a mama's a boy and I got the... No, I mean, no, no, no. Now, hold on. <laughs> Your mother loves you severely and you love her severely, but I would not call you a mama's boy. A mama's boy is a nigga that can't make a decision without his mama. Well, yeah, a mama's boy right. is a nigga who calls his mama <laughs> for everything. That's a mama's boy. He a weak-minded nigga. We can't date, shorty. My mouth vicious. Fuck you and your mother, bitch. He didn't mean that. <laughs> Fuck your mother. No, okay, hold on. Hold on. If you've been in an ambiguous space with someone Come for, on, roughly, big words. for roughly five years, do you stay in the space in hopes of solidifying or do you cut ties? Did you say five years? Dr. In Fox an ambiguous space? Years, in an ambiguous space for five years. Well, listen, you got to do whatever you got to do. I'm going to answer that. That's not an answer. It is an answer. Because at the end of the answer. day, you, there, in life there are choices. And you make a choice of whether or not you want to stay or go in a situation. Period. There's no, there's no talking about it. Because it, it's not an ambiguous space. Aren't you supposed to talk about it, though? The thing about it is, is that when it's been talked about, and if we can't move past it being talked about and move forward in where it needs to go, then what's the point? We'll be, I mean, it is this, what it is. This is the exact conversation that we're having right now about the moving past it. But see, I see. You I'm, see how you see how you shut down? I'm not shut you down. You, shut, you fucking bitch! No, I'm not. <laughs> bitch, I'm sitting here with you in your whole body language. This is what I be talking about. This is the perfect. Oh, I wish y'all could fuck see do, this bitch. Do all look like I shut down? Fuck shut them! Down. They can't see what I see. You don't see what I see. And see, Dre said, "Mama's boy got different meanings." Oh, Barry Pendleton told Doctor Fox to cut ties. Okay. Doctor Fox know better. I'll fuck him up. Here's the thing. So when let's define ambiguous space. Ambiguous. Because you know, since we gotta talk in big words, <laughs> everybody we're talking about ambiguous space. Ambiguous. Um <laughs> I have not now, nor have I ever operated in an ambiguous space. I have always expressed what it is that I want what I need, and however you took that, 
It's however you took that. For those who may however, not know, hold on. Uh-huh. Ambiguous means unclear yeah. or inexact yeah. because a choice between alternatives yeah. has not been made. Well, what's been the alternative? Let's define what the alternative has been. There is none. I think there is. What is it? That space of unknown. What's in that space of unknown, though? Well, There's something that's, that's there. The there is that I want this. Is this possible? Do I go after it? What is possible? We, we, we just had this conversation. What is possible? What isn't possible? Can it be? Shall it be? Where does it go? That's the opposite of this is it. We're going to do it. Let's do this. So it's this ambiguous space of being. Five years? Five years, two kids, and, and a dog. dog. <laughs> so we move. I can tell in his tone. Yes, Barry. Barry said he can tell in your tone that your tone is shutting down. No, that's yes. Not- about shit when I speak. She want to be social injustice right now. No, y'all know I'm passionate about shit when I speak. And so what you... you, So hold on. Barry said something big. He said, that's why I said cut ties. So he heard your tone. He heard your tone shutting down. That's why he said cut ties. Now this is an individual that doesn't even know what we're talking about, but just based on how it comes across. So imagine being the the, individual in this ambiguous box with your mean ass. Like, you think I'm mean? Tell the other person that's been living in an ambiguous box. Talk about me. <laughs> Shit. Make me feel like I'm a saint. <laughs> you know why? And my mama's calling me. <laughs> this episode was not supposed to go in this space. I think I need to, um, I need to, we need to redirect. So, uh, Dre said, you go. can't rush love. It may not be the right time at five years. You will know when it's when you're done. First of all, Dre, I'm not fucking waiting to no shit. I'm the fuck out. Let's let's talk about. First of all, five five years is half a decade. You're right. I've let's, lost let's, five years. Let's talk about how. And, and still don't know. Let's talk about real life, y'all. Real life. Y'all know I always speak real life. Ain't nobody been fucking waiting five years. Neither one of us have. Let's call it. But what it it's is. been five years. But 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 my thing is is that you we we've not existed. In a space where we have been at odds with each other for five years. No. There has been other situations that have occurred in that period of time, be it individuals, whatever it was. Maybe it didn't work. I don't know. But to say that we've been existing in this space for this long is... This ambiguous space. This ambiguous space. Ambiguous space for five years. (laughs) Um, Is not necessarily true. I think this ambiguous space plays on the age of marriage. I like, I like this. I think they. I mean, for, let's talk about you know even in that piece because my my wedding was planned for me. Absolutely was. I had zero colors picked out and everything. Yeah, I had zero say. But usually, the, the, the man doesn't. He just lets the wife do what she want to do. Who's the fucking wife? The other individual. Uh, well, whatever. Moving along. Um. The age of marriage. My cousin said, you should know if you want something with that person in at least six months to 1.5 years of being together. Now, you just tapped on the six-month thing. So, do you feel like with your cousin's, hey, Dr. Derek? That's Dr. Williams. Hey, Dr. Williams, turn up. Um, 
Do I feel like what? You just said six months was a no. No, no. The fact that, that was your cousin's starting point. That was her starting point. But my thing is for me, I'm saying you should be able to figure out and have certain conversations and unpack certain baggages to be able to, be able to figure out whether or not you're going to compromise on certain areas within a period of time. What I'm also, but but what I'm saying is, is that a lot of times, in most cases in our right. community, what's happening is that six months we're getting engaged, and at one year we're gay, getting married. Six months for a black gay male relationship is dog years. So in six months in real life, that's that's like but nine the reality years. of the situation. If you actually know how to fucking date. Hold on. That's ridiculous. The reality of the situation, if you what? If you know how to date. Because you ain't found out enough about that person. Slow down. If you what? If you know how to date. Now, that is something we need to unpack. Yeah. Because that's the word in itself. Yeah. Hallelujah. And with that said, guess what? (laughs) I'm ending the motherfucking episode. It has been an amazing time. Thank y'all for tuning in. This edition of Weekday Unwind. Oh, we got it was so much to unpack. We have a lot. <laughs> we have been weeks oh. without recording, y'all. So we have had to talk about a lot. Thank y'all for y'all input. Facebook Live, all the above. I love y'all. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to the weekday unwind. Cause With we all that said, we gotta get to our weekend and planning our weekend. Planning. We'll catch y'all next week with another edition of Weekday Unwind. Until next time, be blessed, be focused. And as always, be ready to unwind. (laughs) Unwind, unwind, unwind. This is a Diamond Xan production.